If you're battling sadness, know that it won't be forever. You'll get through this with God's help. Stay tuned to find out how God can help you. You're listening to the podcast version of God's Message magazine. And today's topic is, Whose Life Shall God Brighten? Anything may set a person's happy mood. As the line in a song goes, quote, Sunshine on my shoulder makes me happy. Ironically, that same sunshine may make another person sad. As there are a thousand and one reasons to be happy, there are as much to be downhearted. Not finding the solution to a grave problem, some feel trapped and unable to escape from the tight situation they're in. When sorrows and worries are just too much to bear, many find their minds clouded in confusion or find themselves being plunged into utter darkness. Others are not able to contain themselves and end up a wreck physically, emotionally, and spiritually. However, when confronted with these stark realities, God's people are neither surprised nor daunted. They know of persons, as taught in the Bible, whose lives will be bright despite the seemingly insurmountable problems they encounter in this world. Does the Bible indeed speak of a life being bright? Yes, and even brighter than noonday, as we could read here in Job eleven seventeen. thus, I quote, Life will be brighter than noonday, and darkness will become like morning, unquote. On a clear sky, any day can only be characterized as bright. As the sun reaches the zenith at noon, the day is truly at its brilliance. What is meant by life will be brighter than noonday? Does it mean that people whose lives are brighter than noonday will not experience any trouble in life at all? On the contrary, they too would have their share of worries and troubles. Job, God's servant of Old Testament times, is a case in point. With reference to Job's cry of woes, Zophar, his Naamothnite friend, said, quote, You will surely forget your trouble, recalling it only as waters gone by. That's Job 11.16. Zophar went further to say, You will lie down with no one to make you afraid, and many will court your favor. Unquote. Job 11.19. Indeed. The Bible attests that those whose lives are brighter than noonday shall also have their share of trials. However, they are not confounded by them, nor do they have reasons to be afraid. Instead, they shall recall their trouble only as waters gone by. The troubles they had will fade from their memory. Who are those whose lives will always be bright, even during trying times? In Job 11.18, this is written, quote, You will be secure, because there is hope 
you will look about you and take your rest in safety. Unquote. The Bible speaks of people who will live securely, for they have hope and take their rest in safety. They are the same people we mentioned earlier, whose lives will always be bright even during difficult or wicked times. From whom do those who are secure amidst the pervading wickedness draw their hope? The Almighty God answers us thus, I quote, But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Proverbs 1.33 Those who are secure in the midst of wickedness draw their hope from God. They listen to Him and are assured of living in safety and ease without fear of harm. True indeed, for who shall harm those who are under God's protection? But how should man listen to God? What is it that he ought to hear from him? In Colossians 1, verses 3 through 6, Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians thus, quote, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, the faith and love that spring forth from the hope that is stored up for you in heaven and that you have already heard about in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you." Unquote. It is the word of truth or the gospel that is heard by those who truly listen to God, thus bringing them hope. This is the reason why the members of the Church of Christ are not remiss in their duty to attend worship services. as it is in the worship service that they continue to listen to God's truth or the gospel. Being thus strengthened in the faith through the gospel, there is no longer any reason to fear or be overwhelmed by any form of danger lurking along the way. What is the hope that Church of Christ members look forward to? Apostle Paul declared thus, Quote, I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept, that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. Unquote. It's Acts 24, 15. Just like Apostle Paul, members of the Church of Christ in these last days believe and hope in the resurrection of the dead. For when that time comes, they will receive from God the reward of eternal life. Hence, even in the face of danger and death, their lives are bright and full of hope. However, not everyone can hope to be raised to everlasting life on the day of resurrection. All those who believe in Christ long to be amongst those who shall be raised from the dead at the second coming. But who are attested to by the apostles as the ones who will be raised to everlasting life? And on the other hand, who will be resurrect, resurrected but only to be thrown into the lake of fire? 
To settle the issue, Apostle Paul declared with finality, I quote, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Unquote. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16-17 It is not difficult to determine who shall be raised to life everlasting. It is clear from these verses that the ones who will be raised to life everlasting are the dead in Christ, or those who belong to him, and not just anybody, but who belongs to Christ? Where can we find those in Christ? Our Lord Jesus Christ himself identified those who belong to him thus, I quote, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the powers of death shall not prevail against it, unquote. That's Matthew 16, 18. Those who are in Christ are in his church, in the church that Christ built. And what is the name of the church that Christ built and owns? The apostles, who were the direct recipients of Christ's teachings, declared thus, I quote, Take heed therefore to yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you overseers to feed the church of Christ, which he has purchased with his blood. That's Acts 20, 28. Therefore, the members of the true church are the ones who have a firm hope on the day of resurrection and hence are the ones expected to live a life that is bright and full of hope, even in the face of hardship and danger. As taught by the apostles, resurrection is not a monopoly of the saved. There are those who shall also be raised from the dead, but they shall be cast into the lake of fire. Who are they? In the book of Revelation, this is stated thus, quote, But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such, this second death has no power. They shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breath of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Unquote. That's Revelation 20, 
verses 5 all the way through 10. After the resurrection, the resurrection of the saved, a thousand years shall pass. And those who were deceived by Satan will also be resurrected, only to be cast into the lake of fire. The 20th chapter of the book of Revelation vividly portrayed the contrasting scenarios of the saved and the damned. Although membership in the true church is a requisite for salvation, it is not enough. There are other conditions to be met. From the book of Revelation, we glean thus, I quote Revelation 2, verse 10, Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Unquote. Among those who join or become members of the Church of Christ, the ones who will surely receive the crown of life are those who will remain faithful until death. As the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ is truly fast approaching, members of the Church are exhorted to remain faithful and true to their calling. In his letter to the Colossians, Apostle Paul instructed the members of the church thus, I quote Colossians 1.23, But you must stay deeply rooted and firm in your faith. You must not give up the hope you received when you heard the good news. It was preached to everyone on earth, and I myself have become a servant of this message, unquote. Apostle Paul's concise but clear instructions were, you must stay deeply rooted and firm in your faith. You must not give up the hope you received when you heard the good news. It is but right and proper, therefore, to be firm in the faith, so that despite the many temptations, persecutions, and various trials God's people experience in this world, they will be able to remain steadfast members of the true church. What the faithful members of the true church firmly hope to receive are God's eternal promises. And so, whatever they experience, they remain firm in the faith and never allow their lives to be plunged into darkness. They keep their minds focused on God's eternal promises and are not distracted by the things of this world. Truly, they are those whose lives shall be bright. To find more articles like these, get your copy of God's Message magazine from a member of the Church of Christ. You can also find the podcast version on incmedia.org slash podcasts or on iTunes or Google Play under INC Podcasts. Thank you for listening. I'm Brother Bob Pauline. God bless.